story is not about the presence under the tree. It's not about the sails or the songs or the snow. It's about a promise God gave us for every time we feel isolated, forgotten, lonely, for everyone who needs connection, closeness, warmth, or just to know they're not alone. This story is about Emmanuel, God with us. So we're continuing our series, week two, in the theme of, of with. And a way to talk about the power of with, I, I want to share with you uh, experience my wife and I when we were, were first married, and, and she's, she's downstairs right now working with kids, so I can tell the story. And, and uh, so, uh, but I wanted to do something special for her birthday. I, I really did. I just, you know, we, I could take her out to the old Applebee's and Olive Garden, you know, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to step it up. I'm going to make dinner. And I really thought about this. I thought about like what she likes and she loves aesthetics and the, the setting of the table. And I found a tablecloth to put out and ironed it. Can you believe that, guys? I ironed this tablecloth and I set up candlelights and flowers and everything. I just did everything I know to the, to the hilt to make this a very, very special time. She came home from work and I had soft music playing, you know, adjusted the lights and everything. And she sat in a chair and I brought her some more d'oeuvres and she's sitting there and then I rushed in the kitchen. I'm working really hard. And, and you know, she's hearing clanging pans and stuff. Is everything okay in there? Yeah, everything's okay in there. I'm just doing good. Are you, I come back in. Are you, honey, are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Good. Okay. And I'm back in the kitchen working a little bit. And I said, oh, dinner is served. And so then I have, bring her to the table and we sit down and we're eating a little bit. And like, oh my gosh, I forgot something. I go back in the kitchen and come back and sit with her a little bit. And we're had the main course and everything. And then she's sitting there and then I cleared and I go, go back in the kitchen. And then I, I I came out and I, you know, I wanted to make a, a fancy dessert and like, you know, should I like set it on fire like they do in the fancy restaurants and like flambe or whatever they call that thing, burn it or whatever. And like, nah, I don't want to do that, but I'm going to make it special. So I, you know, laid this, you know, really decadent dessert that, that I made, I actually put together myself and made. And so, you know, and I, I sense over the night she's appreciative, but there's like, there's a, there's a, there's something, there's a, there's a, there's a distance between us, and I just can't figure out what's, what's going on. And finally I said, honey, you, you okay with everything? She goes, yeah, I'm fine with it. Fine. I go, fine? You know, it's fine. That's all I got was fine. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. No, really, what, you seem upset. I'm like, no, no, I, I, I really do appreciate everything you're doing, but, you know, I know you, you, you put a lot of work in. I can tell. You put a lot of effort. You put a lot of energy in this, and you, you work really hard. I heard a lot of noise in the kitchen. I know you're working really, really hard in there, and you come in there, but, you know, and all of it and all that you did, again, I appreciate it and everything, but what, what really was missing in, in, in the experience is, is you. Then, then I realized that you know that her love language, as much as she loves gifts or loves, you know, acts of service. What, what, she, what she's saying to me, the the greatest gift I could give her was me. That's what she really, truly wanted. And I'm learning over 27 and a half years. I'm trying to get this down. That's really what matters the most. Can I tell you that we're we're coming again on another birthday? We're coming again on another opportunity. And you know what the person that we honor in the birthday wants the most? 
There's not more clamor, not more energy, not more busyness, and not more consumption and everything and all the craziness and everything that's going on. What the Savior that was born wants is us. It's not about consumption. We said last week, it's all about connection. What we have. And I love what we, our theme here, it's, we talked last week, it was this, this promise that was given, you know, 700 year promise that was given, it was fulfilled in 300 separate prophecies, and it was, it was to the right, we said last week, the right time, and the right, right place, and the right people, and the right reason that the Savior would be born, not just for us and to us, but promise this powerful promise was this in Matthew all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means what God with us we're going to talk about the us and the with this morning us us together we rushed around the holidays and stress and everything to get ready. And in, in that moment, I was reminded, like every year, we need to be reminded, like my wife was, of the birthday, that really what mattered was the power of with, to be together. Not the gifts, not the presence, but to be present. But we live, we live in an ADD culture, and you don't have to be diagnosed with, your kid doesn't have to be diagnosed with it. It's just where we are, an attention deficit disorder, and yeah, we can blame technology. In fact, the statistics, I, you look it up and you see it gets worse and worse. According to CompareTech.com, the average American spends seven hours and 11 minutes on a screen a day. And some of you go, well, I work. Okay, that's work plus homework plus entertainment, whatever you're doing. And, and just so you know, the average person spends two hours and 25 minutes a day. And you're like, well, that's kids doing that. No, it's not. You know that. No wonder loneliness is, is an issue. And, you know, prior to the pandemic, one in seven people would say, I I'm, I'm really am lonely. You know what it is now? One in four people finding loneliness and depression. They found this, that the risk of dementia is 55 or 50% of people deal with dementia because of loneliness. 30% of heart disease and strokes are happening because of, of this issue of isolation that they found. And we get, we're the most distracted generation ever. About a third of us right now in this room, and probably even those more online, are completely not even hearing what I'm saying. In fact, right, you're online right now, and you're, you, you know, you're, you've got another window open, and you're sending a little message out, and you're doing this, and you're doing dishes, and everything, and you're, in, in, in now you're driving, even you're distracted. Well, don't get distracted in your driving, okay? We make sure you keep on the road there. But you know, I mean, we, we, we could even in the room, like you're already, you're not on a screen, but you're thinking about what's next and what you're doing. We get so, so distracted online. So, the question is, here's my question for you: Are you all there? Are you all there? And I'm not talking, you know, a joke, you know, does your elevator go to the top? Are you two fries short of a happy meal? I'm not talking about your intellectual condition, okay? What I'm talking about is this. Are you all there, body, soul, and spirit, to the ones that you matter, that matter the most? In your workplace, in your home, and, you, and everything you're doing, and, and we, we find it. Believe me, we get con so consumed, and you know what it feels like when someone's with you, and they're not all there, okay? 
Okay, just ask every, every kid who went to Zoom school for a couple years, okay? They all know that you could just put your screen on and, and just your nice little face and that you're not even in the room or you're playing video games off the side, okay? We know kids, all right, do that. But we're no different. As much as it bugs you, you know it does. When you have, you're starting to have a conversation and someone just starts doing this. How do you feel? Not very valued, not very honored, and yet we are all guilty of doing it. We miss the priority to the very ones and the very presence we're with. And so here's our core Christmas truth that I want to encourage us is this, to be present right here, right now. To be present in the moment, right here, right now. I think the greatest thing we can offer is being fully present to the people around us. And it's frustrating when people aren't, and we can look back at the regrets when we're not, but Christmas is all about God coming and being all there for us. I love John 1. It says this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, what? Full of grace and truth. God came with skin on. His very presence, his very self, Chris alluded to it in worship. He didn't send a sub in. He didn't send a, he didn't send a, a, a stunt double. He didn't send someone else to be in his place. No, he sent his very self to come. Full of, not just some of, full of grace and truth. What a perfect blend of God Almighty to come and be a part of our world, be fully here and be fully present. So I wanna, I wanna look at the model of Jesus. Jesus modeled to this. What does it mean to be fully embodied, to fully be involved in the moment, in the right here, present moment of life? And being fully present, here's some thoughts you can put in. You have some notes that you can fill in this morning. Is this, being fully, what this means is being fully approachable. Being fully approachable. I try to be a very approachable person, right? Um, but some occupations and some things, especially being a pastor, sometimes people, I don't know, they act weird around me. I just, it's really strange when people, you know, like I'll walk in a room and, and communing different things and people get immediately guilty. Like, like they stop, they, they, they start apologizing for their cussing and they're like, I didn't even hear you say anything. Well, I cussed yesterday and I just want you know, I'm trying to do better at that. I'm like, I'm not a priest here. I'm just coming in. You know, like people put out their cigarettes and there's just like, and then I saw one guy put one in his pocket one time. I'm like, whoa. You know, it's like, I'm not, what, what are your, your pocket smoking? Like, you listen, you know, you don't have to do that kind of thing. I have people that will confess sin in the grocery aisle. All right. I haven't been to church and everything. Now, of course, with online church, like, hey, pastor, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I, that was so, uh, Instagram 30, that, you know, that 30 second thing you post. I, I watched that. I saw it. I'm like, wow, you're getting 30 seconds of church. That's, something okay that's okay but it's like people do this but i tell you the place where it really where it shuts down for people is on an airplane and i could you know and people lean over hey what do you do and i'm a pastor and immediately people put up the sky mall manual uh, the you know magazine and the instructions if this plane goes down and you know i was like wow okay and all i say is i want to be approachable i i think i'm approachable guy i think i i'm i Ask my wife, you can do that. Uh, but, but I love this, the fact that, that God is such, 
described in scripture is such an approachable person. Jesus, I, I, what I love about this when you read the gospel is that people that were nothing like Jesus, you know what? They, they liked Jesus. There's something appealing about him. There was something that, it, it wasn't just that he was respected, but they're comfortable around him. You, what you find is people, people invited to them in their homes, no, no matter what their lifestyle was, no matter what was going on. And what was amazing is not only that, that people liked Jesus that were nothing like Jesus, Jesus liked people that were nothing like him. He was very approachable that way. He was very comfortable. He was okay if they had a completely different lifestyle. He was okay that they, they, didn't, that he, they didn't agree politically. They, 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 he was okay with it. He was okay if they, they were very, very religious and he was. In fact, Jesus really actually got along better with non-religious people. You know, amazing. Read through the Gospels and tell me where a religious person says, "Hey, come and, and have dinner with me, Jesus." There wasn't—I don't read a Pharisee that says, "You know, hey, I want to come and have you at my house." What we read, though, actually in the Gospel of Matthew, says this: It says that many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. You know, you might have a problem with tax people, but I tell you, back then, that, they were crooks back then. They were considered labeled quote sinners. Retrobates, people that you did not, low life, so you did not hang out with. And yet Jesus was incredibly comfortable with them and they were comfortable with, with him. In fact, he had this title, a friend of sinners. If there's t-shirts back then, he would wear a t-shirt, friend of sinners, I'm sure. Because it, it, it was considered a derogatory term. He, he wore it almost like a badge. Jesus was all about reaching out to the unwanted, the friend of an outcast, the friend of, of the rejected. He was filled with what? Both grace and truth. Doesn't mean he didn't talk with them. Doesn't mean he didn't build a relationship with someone and say, hey, let me, let's talk about where you're at and what's going. He cared about their heart. He cared about their very soul. He wasn't soft on it, but he cared in such a way to people. I want to ask you this question. What's your approach? What's your approach? The challenge for us is our approach, if, if we somehow are able to walk in the situation, walk with people to, to express humility, to actually love people without an agenda, you're thinking, well, that person really needs Christ. Everybody does, right? Everybody does. But what if that wasn't even, you're just gonna love them as God would love them, and you care about them as he would care about them. And yes, there's times they maybe let you down or they've messed up, and you're going, that, that's okay, I still love you. Even when they maybe reject you or maybe they feel shame and maybe they are embarrassed when they see you and like, oh no, there's that person that, you know, I'm trying to live up to their expectation. And you're like, you just come and say, hey, I, I love you. I care about you. I miss you. Jesus wants us to be pe with people that are nothing like us. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't, you don't want to try to be phony. You, you can't be something you're not. I'm gonna go hang out with, you know, I, I, I don't think I can hang out with the hip-hop crowd, okay? I don't even know if that's a thing anymore, hip-hop crowd. That's how out of it I am, okay? I'm not saying I'm gonna to try to be something. You're not gonna to try to be something you're not. You're gonna, you're gonna, you know, birds of the other flock together. We know that. But how about outside that circle? How about outside where the people are, where you're connecting with? God is calling us this place of authenticity, this place of being approachable with one another. He, he's great at it. He was fantastic. He was fully present. And we need to be fully present in the very moment. Also is this, not only be fully approachable, but be fully accessible. Be fully accessible. You know, when we first moved in, Dwayne was around back in the day, and some of you are still here with us, where when we moved into this building, 
It wasn't very accessible. In fact, the only stairs leading up were the stairs that you walked in today. You came in and, and through those glass doors. And so if there was an emergency, this is what we did. We had this back door, we, but there was no deck. There was no stairs. It was a weird situation. And so a guy pulled up a pickup truck, and then we had a ladder. And so in case there was an emergency, that exit was blocked we would go out and down that exit i'm glad we never had to use that okay until we got the stairs built there okay um heck we didn't even have plumbing for a while until you know we so we, you know go before you come we used to say this, this the term there but but accessibility i wanted to say you know we so desire in fact i, I visited a couple of people in wheelchairs this recently and they're we'd love to be at church but we can't wouldn't it be one day that we would build a facility that would be ground level that everybody would have accessibility into this place? We're believing God this year, 2022. I know we say it every year, 2022, that we're going to see the ground broke for this facility. Can I tell you, Jesus is fully ADA. He's fully accessible to us. He's available to us. And, and I love how that Jesus... He didn't have a lot of tight security around him. He, he didn't roll in escalades and mirrored guys with security and talking with their wrists coming in. He had a little bit of posse. In fact, sometimes the disciples would try to protect him a little bit, and he didn't want that. In fact, you can read in Mark where it says on one occasion, it says the people brought children to Jesus, hoping he would, mind touch, he would touch them. The, the disciples shooed them off, but Jesus was irate. And let them know it. Don't push these children away. Don't ever get between me and them. These children are at the very center of life and the kingdom. Jesus says, don't get in the way. Do not hinder the children. Another translation. Do not let that happen. I want to be fully approachable and fully accessible to every single person no matter age. And then we need to understand that as kids of the kingdom, no matter who we are, we don't want to hinder. Let me ask you, how available are you are to how available are you to others? Are you available physically, emotionally, spiritually and, and to the people around you? It doesn't mean I'm gonna say availability, your your phone's on 24-7, though that there is an aspect of making yourself available. We need boundaries. But who is it out there that you're reaching out to the marginalized? And who are you reaching out there? And I'm not just talking on the, the, the economic level. I'm talking on the spiritual side of things. There's people, because you've got people at your work. You're like, those people? Yeah, those people. Christ is wanting you to reach out to and to love and to care and to be a friend to. But they're not very friendly. Well, that maybe is the issue. Maybe that's what you need to do to, to make yourself approachable to them, accessible to them, to, to walk with them. And, and, and you know what it means to have a friend. I'm not talking all your Facebook friends. I'm talking on, on, on digitally. I'm talking about the people that you're with. You know what it's like to be in a circle. You know what it feels like to be able to just share your heart and what's going on. And people go, yeah, I get that. I understand that. Who is it you can be fully approachable and fully accessible? And also, finally, is this, to be fully attentive to be fully attentive. My, our daughter's in college, and she, she'll be back here in Christmas. And when, but when, when she was little, she'd sit on my lap, and, 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 and we'd talk and interact, and she's telling about everything and going on. And, 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 and then I would kind of get distracted. Maybe I was trying to look at a screen or do something else, and I'd turn my head, and she would turn my face. Daddy, daddy. And then she, she'd continue on and, and chatting with me. 
And I think I just think so much for our lives is that that when we get older, it's no different. We want this 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 attention. You know, it's, what I find with Jesus is he he was on. If anybody was on demand, if anybody was needed and on this planet, it was Jesus. Especially when he was on this earth. I mean, he there was a clamoring for his attention. But what you find is. Yes, miracles were taking place to the masses. You think of the feeding of the 5,000, you think of all this, but most miracles, you could fact check me on this if you want to go back over this, but it seems like most of the miracles Jesus performed, he didn't wave his hand like a magic wand, like all of you people are healed. What did he do? He touched people, he spoke to them individually and cared for them in a very specific way. Why didn't he do that? Well, he's being fully present in the moment for people. Scripture records this. You, you find that the touching the lame, the healing the blind eyes, and emotionally healing broken hearts. In, in, find, in fact, in, in Scripture here, we read that Luke has where a woman who was bleeding for 12 years reached out and touched Jesus' robe in a crowd. And he says this, who touched me? And you read how Peter goes on and goes, hey, Jesus, who knows who touched you? There's lots of people. At some point, somehow this happened. Well, Jesus says, someone touched me. I know the power has gone out of me. Then the woman, seeing that she, that she could not go unnoticed came trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed and then he said to her your faith has healed you go in peace and Jesus was so focused so specific so in tune where people's needs are I'm wondering about us as well are we focused and are we in tune of where people are at and where the need really truly is that we spend and give attention let me ask this question are you giving your undivided attention to those who are called upon believe me i think it's wonderful we could brag i'm going to a, a thing today and kind of give my little three-minute report christ the king down there and and i'm gonna brag i could brag all hour but i only have three minutes to share it but i'm gonna i'm gonna say you know our church is amazing we are the, the, i've never seen a church this year has served at the level we're serving and giving at the level of giving in so many different things for all the, it was wonderful this week, all the, the toy store donations and the people serving, setting it up and a group of ladies yesterday and serving the people there and the Thanksgiving baskets and the vet barbecues and we did so much this year and we could brag about that. Yes, giving a gift card to someone makes a difference. Yes, volunteering does it. Giving to Hands of Hope, it's a great thing, it's a great opportunity. But let's admit it, sometimes Sometimes it's easier to throw some money in it and check a box and, and give a gift card than actually being fully present with the people that are there. Who is it that doesn't need what you're giving them? They just need you to be fully present with them in your life. Who might that be for you to give full attention? People that feel valued and respected and loved and appreciated, to be understood. All of us know that. Now, how do you do that? How do you actually do that, to be fully, fully present in this distracted world? I want to give you an, an opportunity here this week as a, a challenge for us to do, but also I want to give just a, a little tip, a little hack, I guess you call it, how to be fully present with people. First of all, you have to be aware of it. You have to make sure you're, you're paying attention to it. But if you want to go deeper in a relationship with somebody, you say, man, I just want to show empathy. My wife and I were listening to a little podcast in the car, and this person was talking about how to show empathy, and here's a little tool they said. They said, you know, when a person's sharing, you know they really want to open up. As they're sharing, and they kind of pause, this is what you could say to them. Tell me more. Tell me more. 
And what you're doing is like, well, this is coming. Well, tell me more. Until the point you're thinking, well, I got to go. At some point, I get there's a time restraint. At some point, they shared all that they can share and be able to be fully present and then say to them, I am with you. I am here for you. I love what's happening or our United Suits on Sunday nights and just having a wonderful time. And we have great activities, great team. But what we're finding in these circles with the group, especially the girls' groups, my wife was in this group, and these girls are pouring out their heart. When they're talking about prayer requests, you know, there's not like crickets at all. They're just sharing what's going on. And we're like, wow, they are opening up on a level because all we're doing is putting ourselves in proximity for them to say, tell us more. How can we pray? How can we encourage you? We all need that circle. We all need, we know we need that. And that's for us to say who's out there that we can do that. So how do we put feet to this? Well, this week in your programs here and online, you can get it online or a website, is what we call it Advent Interaction. Advent means, you know, you hear that term or in the season of Advent, means coming, the coming of Christ and preparing for the birth of Jesus that we celebrate each year. But this Advent Interaction is this, is where you're going to take an evening with your family, as a couple, maybe you're single, find a group of people who could do this, have a small group this week, you're having a small group in the holiday season, and completely shut off, can you believe this? Shut off all your screens. What? Well, you know, and some of you are like, yeah, those teenagers and those kids, they need to shut off those phones, yeah? That means you, buddy, honey, shut off your TV. You're, take that remote, put it in the drawer, you don't need your cable news for the evening. <gasps> what? What would I do without it? I want to stay informed. No, you don't need to. For an evening, you can do this. Keep your, keep your Christmas light on. Put, light a little candle and spend some time. We gave you a little interaction, a little, a little study that you can do together. Spend some time together. And when you're done with that little interaction, play a board game together. Okay? Do something and interact with one another. Maybe, maybe drive around the area and look at Christmas lights. Have a time, have a moment that you have with your children, with your grandchildren to do that, to make sure we're fully present with one another. And then do this at the end of all of that and all that activity, just sit around and look at each other <laughs> and just say, tell me more. Tell me more what's going on in your life. I'm gonna invite Chris to come as we, we close in prayer here today. today. Uh, I wanna just share a, a moment I had where, you know, you, you, think, you think you're doing a good thing, and I think it was a good thing we did, but you ended up getting the blessing in the return. When Camille, my daughter, was, she was in town Thanksgiving, I said, honey, you want to come and visit a, a couple in our church, uh, Donna and Andy Ambule. And maybe, maybe, maybe Donna, you're watching here today. I'm telling a story about you here. Uh, Andy actually is in the, was in the hospital. He's in, in a convalescence right now. But they, they live together. They live in the Spring Creek Retirement Assisted Living in Bellingham. And they've been a part of our church for many, many years. They just celebrated their 70th wedding anniversary. Can you believe that? 70 years. So congratulations, Andy and Donna. Andy and Donna. And, and you know, they're about 90 plus years old. Just beautiful people. So my, my daughter and I, we got to, to Donna's door and we knocked and we opened it up. And here, here's, here's a picture of us with her. Take a look. 
Um, so there's this sweet, sweet lady. And she, when, she, when we came to the door, she, she goes, I can't believe it's you. I can't believe it. She just was gushing and, and she was showing her us her wedding album and everything. And, 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 and she just was all it was, it was us just showing up and being fully present with her. But I got to tell you this, as much as that was a blessing to her, it was a blessing to us. And so anytime I'm feeling down and in the dumps, I'm going to go visit Donna and she will out affirm you to the very end. It's unbelievable what type of person she is. I'm like, oh, I so want to be these people when I grow up, okay? This is how I want to end, be the end of, end, end of the days of my life. What is that? It's just a person that's modeled what it means to be with the entire life. That's for us as well. Let me ask this as we go to prayer. Who will you be with this holiday season? So many people have, they've got Amazon lists, you know, but you know what's on everybody's list is love. That's what we, that's what we truly can offer. You know, I, I love the fact that when we opened that door, we knocked and, and she opened. Can I tell you, there is, there's one that's knocking on our door. Jesus is knocking. He says this, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and be with them and them with me. The Lord's knocking. He's always knocking on our door. He's always saying, I want to be fully present with you, both in spirit and in truth, both in, in grace and in truth to, to be fully with you. What if we did that this Christmas? What if we fully present with the people around us this week. And so I want to encourage you to pray. I want you to encourage you to begin to think about the people that you already know, that you live with, that you work with, that you would just take a little extra time and a little extra grace that's needed because believe me, we need grace to do this. But we would pray for a holy awareness this week when we can do this with those around us. But we would not miss. And next week we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit next week. And so be ready. A Holy Spirit weekend's coming. And we're talking about God's presence. But let's be fully present this week. And as we also receive this invitation that Jesus gives, be fully present with him. Let's pray together. God, I'm grateful for this morning. I'm grateful for the opportunity that we have to be here. To be here. To be in this place. That we can live uh, in life, in this body that we have present. And, and, and yet, Lord, sometimes we're a shell of a person. We just go through the motions of life and we, we do what we got to do and there's a big list of things we do and yet we miss the opportunities that we get to be fully emotionally spiritually present with people, the very people around us. And Lord, you, you're knocking on the door of our heart. You're knocking on our door of wanting us to be with you, to come in and dwell in us and to be with us. And if there's anyone here that has not actually done that, anyone watching online has not actually opened the door, the invitation in their heart for you to come and be their Lord, be their Savior, and be their friend, to be fully present in spirit with them, Lord, may they do that today. And out of the, the, fullness, the, the fullness of your presence in our life, we would be fully present to the people around us this week. Lord, that we can, we can give ourselves over to them and encourage them and help them and, and just say, and just listen, tell me more. Tell me more what's going on in your life that we truly be incarnate, God within us to them. 
we pray. May we take advantage of these opportunities as we gather as families, as we gather as groups, as we spend this time, Lord. May we not miss the moment. May we not get all busy and doing all these things and clamoring all over the place for your birthday. May what you really want for your birthday the most is, is us. Because Jesus, you gave it all to us, your very self already. And we're grateful for you, Lord, as we celebrate that. May we do that with others this week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.